This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, there is never a shortage of topics when we take a look at housing in BC, in particular in Metro Vancouver. And we've talked about this one in the past as well, but it was making news headlines again this week. The idea of people with pets and how difficult it can be to find housing if you are a renter and you have pets. Numbers from the SBCA show that about 1,700 pets every year are turned in. And the reason people give for surrendering their pets in these cases is housing issues. That was 1,700 pets because of housing issues. And it's about the same number as 2016. So it's not as if the problem is getting a lot worse than it has been in the past. But it is in the news again, because there's a group called Pets OKBC that would like to see the laws changed so that a landlord couldn't discriminate against somebody for having pets. Well, joining us on the line to talk a bit more about this is David Hutniak, CEO of Landlord BC. David, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Uh, We've talked about this uh, many times in the past. Uh, I don't know how a law would actually work that way because I'm not sure you could prove why a landlord picked a particular tenant or if uh, he or she was was making that choice based on pets. But what do you think about this idea of not being able to say, uh, here's a rental, pets not allowed? Well, I mean, we feel very strongly that... uh you know, we uh, as landlords have rights and uh, property rights and that we should uh, uh, have the right to be able to decide whether or not we want to offer a pet-friendly uh, building. We're operating businesses at the end of the day, and, and uh, you know, this is something that we feel is uh, very important in terms of a basic right of running that business. Uh, you know, this is, you're, you're right, this is uh, an issue that has been ongoing for a period of time, and, and there's actually been some real misperceptions uh, put forward there. I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, our industry is not uh, anti-pet. Uh, uh, our organization, in fact, uh, you know, we do a lot of education around pet-friendly buildings for landlords, uh, their rights and responsibilities around it. Uh, you know, we're really encouraged by the fact that we're seeing uh, pretty much all the new purpose-built rental being being built and put on onto the market these days, uh, being pet-friendly. But uh, the reality is, uh, you know, we're on the front lines with this issue, and, uh, you know, many people paint this rosy picture about how, you know, if there were problems with the pets, that the landlord and tenants would have a nice little conversation, and all problems would be solved. And that's just not the, the reality of the situation. Uh, there are many irresponsible pet owners, unfortunately, and, uh, and you know, we, we face situations where we, ha- we have to deal with other tenants, uh, who are you know file disputes because they have rights and responsibilities rights pardon me and in, in terms of the legislation and and so you know we we try and work around this we want to be as accommodating as possible but the notion that uh, this should be mandated that uh, legislation needs to be passed to is just something that we strongly object to. And like I said, we feel we have rights to. And there is always that call, and like you said, that that things could be resolved or that a landlord could ask for a bigger security deposit or a pet damage deposit. You can't, that's the thing. The damage deposit is dictated by legislation, so that's gain. That's just not, that's a misperception. The, the, the reality is that, uh, you know, we're not in the eviction business and what would have to uh, result here if the, if the animal was, uh, infringing on, on the quiet enjoyment of other tenants, for example, or causing undue damage to, to the unit. So we would have to go through a process 
file a dispute and go to a hearing and try to have this person evicted. And like I said, that's not the business we're in. We're not in the business of evicting people. We're in the business of housing people. And the eviction process, it's not some clean process. And just to get a hearing, you know, right now uh, is anywhere from, uh, you know, up to 10 to 12 weeks. So, so this is it's a much more complicated, frustrating, and expensive process than people seem to appreciate. But again, I want to emphasize, it's, it's, you know, many, many landlords provide pet-friendly housing. We're seeing more of it coming on the stream. Our focus today is as follows. We want to see more supply. We need to get away from this, you know, 0.6, vacancy rate in Vancouver. We need a 3 or 4% vacancy rate. We're focused on building more uh, secure long-term rental housing, and that's where the focus should be. What if the law changed, though, to allow uh, landlords to take a pet deposit? Well, again, we can take a pet deposit. The issue is, should we uh, be compelled to provide a pet-friendly building? We feel that the answer to that second question is no. And uh, the 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 if there's this were made mandatory. And, and like I said, we're going to continue to fight uh, aggressively against this. Uh, then I think what we would see, and we have, we are hugely dependent upon the secondary market here. And I think you're familiar with that, which is people with basement suites and condos, etc. And you know, we we've heard from uh, many of our members who express strong concern. They're just saying, you know, enough already. Uh, I I have a right to decide whether or not I want. A, a tenant with a, a big dog in my basement when me, and my family, and I are, are, are living upstairs. So, so you know, this this is an issue that we feel really strongly about, and, and we're frankly we're encouraged that the housing minister, Minister Robinson, I think she appreciates this issue. Her focus is the same as ours, based on 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 the uh, you know comments she's made, which is to get supply, and that's where everybody needs to. Uh, focus their energies. Again, because it does seem uh, it obviously wouldn't work if uh, even if we look at something like a house with a basement suite in it and the landlords, the owner lived in the house and if they had allergies. Uh, imagine if there was a law that forced them, they couldn't do anything if the tenants wanted to su- wanted to then bring in dog a dog and a cat or have pets there. I mean, it would be absolutely exactly. bizarre. Exactly. And this, and the, uh, many of the proponents of this, this mandated uh, policy point to Ontario as, as sort of the beacon of hope in all this. And that's just, again, that's just not true. I mean, we, we talk to landlords across the country. It's not some big rosy picture there. They've been forced to do this, but in Ontario, they can get a, a first month and last month uh, rent up front. Uh, and, and, you know, they've compensated for this over the years with higher rents. But the other thing is, in fact, in Ontario, while you cannot put a no pets clause in your tenancy agreement, you can, in fact, refuse to, uh, go enter into a tenancy with someone who has a pet. The silly thing there, and you just pointed to it perfectly here, is that, however, now once somebody signs a tenancy agreement there, they can now bring a pet in after the fact. So they can pretend they don't have one, and now they bring one in, and that's that's what's going to happen here if, if this this measure is contemplated. I thought I mean, in, I that, on, that's ridiculous. No, it, it does. I thought in Ontario, and maybe it's changed because I thought in Ontario was private homes you could not have pets, but it was city no, it's run. Con, it's condos. It's condos. Strata, strata bylaws may restrict them, but in purpose built rental and, and rentals, absolutely not. And that's that's the, that's the whole. That's the whole issue there. Uh, so uh, it's it's you know it is an issue that uh, we're very concerned about. 
But again, you know, we're not opposed to pet-friendly buildings. We encourage them. We educate landlords about their rights and responsibilities around this. We're not insensitive to this issue. There is, uh, you know, pet-friendly housing out there. I have uh, someone I know, an acquaintance, uh, a few months ago here. Uh, she was able to find a condo for her and her French uh, bulldog in like three days. So, I mean, it's not like there's no supply out there. And we're seeing the new purpose-built rental, which is the one, the, sort of the, the, the type of market we're focused on. All of it is uh, pretty much, pretty much all of it, pardon me, is is coming on stream with as pet-friendly, and that's really encouraging. And we're hoping to get more purpose-built rental built. Well, and I think you you're, you make an interesting point too, in that it's not it shouldn't be pet owners pitted against non pet owners or landlords pitted against each other. It's the idea of getting that number up. If 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 that's what we're focused on, it's the number of rentals and and finding any rentals out there, whether you have pets or not. Yeah, absolutely. We have a housing crisis here, a rental housing crisis, and this persistently low vacancy rate. You know that has to be changed, and it can be changed. And we're seeing some real. You know, it's never been a more positive time for new rental housing to come on stream. And we're just, you know, we're not quite there yet, but we've got the federal government with a national housing strategy. Certainly, this new government is is taking some really good measures and has, you know, strategies that are unfolding to, to really support more of that kind of construction. I can tell you, you know, uh, our friends in the development community and our certain landlord VC, are, uh, you know, our, our industries are advancing uh, recommendations to the provincial government to sort of help uh, support them with that that goal. So, you know, there's there's really great momentum here uh, moving forward. It's just not going to get solved overnight. I mean, that's the harsh reality, but. Uh, you know, uh, I started doing what I do a little over three years ago, and it was really depressing. There was just, you know, we were really, really nervous about where, where this was all going to land. We're in a much better place right now in terms of uh, we're going to see supply. Uh, certainly, you know, we t- we talked to a lot of rental housing providers, uh, developers, pardon me. Uh, you know, they're all anxious to to, to build and, and, and making those plans. So, you know, it, we have positives uh, emerging here, but this this is just not an issue that needs to be advanced any further. Uh, you know, we have rights, like I said, as landlords, and uh, and I think that needs to be respected. All right, David, we'll leave it there. Thank you again so much. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You too. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.